Thank you, everybody, for joining us on a special Valentine's Day lawyer, love and lawyer uh, podcast edition here at the Omaha Bar Association Bar Talk podcast. Um, first up of our three couples, lawyer couples, my best friends, Patrick and Kate McNamara. Uh, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Hello, everybody. This is Kate. Hi, this is Patrick McNamara. Where you guys work, what do you do? You're lawyers, obviously. I am a partner at Fraser Stryker Law Firm. Uh, do some litigation, some regulatory, government work, all fun stuff. Uh, and I practice with McNamara Law Firm. I practice on my own, and I mostly help out my friends uh, with issues they get into with their businesses, and then do some estate planning as well. And you guys have been OBA leaders. Um, currently, Kate is the treasurer-elect, I believe, of the That is Omaha correct. Bar. And I actually thought sector. I was treasurer, and then I was corrected this year. So <laughs> you're, you're I'm almost the, there. You're, al <laughs> you're almost there. You're almost there. And Patrick uh, was uh, secretary of the Omaha Bar Association. Yeah, like seven there. years ago. And I'm pretty sure if I check my resume, it says I'm still the secretary of the Omaha Bar Association. <laughs> <laughs> Once a secretary, always a secretary of the OBA. So, um, so tell us the story, how you, how you guys met. Well, I'll first say I brought Kate flowers this morning to try and butter her up so I could get uh, that was true. That positive. was crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're laying the groundwork for yeah. a yeah. conversation today. I like it. <laughs> um, why, why don't you go ahead and then I'll just correct what you say. That's usually what <laughs> Well, you'll give your own inter interpretation, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, well, I'm a New Yorker. Um, we moved here. Ten years ago this year, uh, Kate's an Omaha. Uh, we went to law school together in New York and uh, actually didn't even really meet or talk to each other until third year, kind of almost right before third year finals. I needed somebody to help me through bar prep, and she looked like an easy yeah, mark. Yeah, I was an easy target. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is accurate. It was the, the last semester of law school. Um, I was very single at the time had not been hired for my first job yet that that was that came shortly after we met so i knew that i was going to be staying in new york um because i got hired to work out there um at the district attorney's office out there so uh yeah i think that helped knowing i wasn't going to leave and come right back to omaha so yeah that's how we met and and he's correct we studied for the bar together um that was like a two month ten hour a day process for the New York bar. We didn't do anything else. Uh, so we spent a lot of time together. I think one of our first official, so. I think one of our first official dates was, uh, uh, I got Kate to <clears throat> skip class probably for the first time ever, uh, to go to a Mets game. And, um, that did happen. I was so panicked. Too. She was, I remember her texting a friend about getting an outline or notes from the class, like, wow, I'm like the third inning of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if you hadn't passed the bar, Kate, you, you wouldn't be with him still, right? Like, uh, yeah, so that's funny because we get asked that question a lot. If one of you had failed, would you still be together? And I, I don't know. I mean, I I think if I had failed and he had not, yeah, there's a very... I'm a little more compassionate, so... High likely And understanding. That I would have blamed him and that would have been the end of it. But no, I would have been, uh, uh, I think, more understanding and been giving you at least one more shot. <laughs> So, uh, so you guys started your legal careers together out in New York, and um, how was that at the start? You know, you got baby lawyers winning your way, but you got you got each other to talk with that about and everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, thinking back, because now it's been you know like fourteen uh, years 14, probably. Yeah, about fourteen. Um, 
yeah, thinking about how young we were at the time, you're still kind of in like a a weird mode where you're a lawyer, but like, you know, you, you don't really know anything yet. And it's just, um, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I had a, I had a kind of a unique experience because I had an immediate work friend group uh, at the district attorney's office. There's a, a lot of us and we were all the same age and that, that kind of helped, you know, for me. And then, yeah, I don't, I that was know fun. You, and I but... liked, we still keep in touch with some of the people mm -hmm. from your office and like, there were a lot of good friends and it was nice having you know a bunch of other people that we didn't go to law school with all kinds of new friends that also were all brand new lawyers at the time a lot of them i think were dating new lawyers as well um so you know i don't know if it's good or bad that lawyers seem to only hang out with each other but uh that been, seemed to be what happened with us yeah, yeah that's been our case all along and we we chatted a little bit before we hit record here about there are just so many attorney couples in in nebraska i mean I certainly run into them, live it myself with my wife, Hannah. So um, there's just something about that. Isn't there? To, to, come, to go home at night and be able to talk to someone who understands it. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know if I'd say that I was drawn to Kate because she was a lawyer going to be a lawyer. Um, I think it was just a, a case of circumstances. Um, but I, <laughs> a relationship but I, of it does see, yeah, it, it does seem pretty common. And I think that's because lawyers end up meeting and spending a lot of time with a lot of other lawyers. Um, and maybe we're the only ones that can put up with each other as well. Uh, and we, re well we, we subconsciously recognize that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I remember a, a dean at our law school, um, he had just gotten divorced or something, but it turned, he had married a law school classmate. I remember he was just so like so disgruntled and, and told a lot of us like don't ever marry each other. <laughs> and it stuck with me like to this day because there we got, you know, we were married, we've been married since to 2012. There's a lot of um, other people that have been married, you know, from that school and just like in general. There's people who have been together since law school. So it's kind of <laughs> crazy. So, um let's let's start with some some good feels here. Um, what is something that you appreciate about your partner? And and I'll have Kate go first. And Patrick, you get you get a chance to think about this a little bit more based on her answer. Um, <laughs> so I I do appreciate Patrick in many respects. I guess with regard to good thing I brought um, the flowers. With regard to to work type stuff, I think he's he's very good at, at listening to me. Um, either you know vent about particular cases or just what you know issues I'm dealing with and stuff I don't necessarily like to listen to what his like answers are or guidance to me Proposed is, solutions. but but at least I, I I appreciate that very much and um he's he tends to run a little um more low-key than I do so he he helps me de-stress quite a bit I think just talking through things so I like that yeah I, I think it's nice to have somebody who Number one can kind of speak the language. Um, uh, you know, you you can open up to them because there's already kind of a level of of knowing um, what each other is going through. So so even from the start, you're almost caught up with each other, and so that you can talk about things with regard to your job that you probably couldn't with another spouse or another. It would just be over their head or under under their head um, because they don't they're not. Or I think it's compassion too, like understanding that something might come up where you're at the office till 10 p.m. or, you know, it's something immediate. You got to drop everything and, you know, and that does happen. It's not like it happens every day, but being married to a lawyer, 
it just makes it that much easier because then you just know that yeah like if you have a, if you have a brief to write you know i understand i'm just happy i'm not the one writing it typically and i'm like whatever whatever <laughs> you need so that i don't have to be sitting in the chair writing it um but like yeah if you're if you're just pouring over something for hours like i totally get it i'm just happy to not be in, yeah. in your place um take me off the attorney hat for a second What's a, what's a non-related to the law practice thing that you appreciate about one another? Now, Patrick. I got to go first for this one? First, though, yeah. Uh, Kate's uh, super caring. Um, she's a great mom and super sweet uh, and very thoughtful uh, with regard to, like, plans and just doing nice things. Wow, this is so nice. We never speak this nicely about each other. <laughs> Only in public on the podcast. <laughs> well, there, there's a microphone. There's a microphone um, in front of me. I would echo all of that. I mean, Patrick's such a great dad. Um, we have a 19-month-old um, Jackson. He's awesome, and Patrick's just a, an awesome dad and has to step up a lot, um, especially just, you know, during the week, and we're both busy, um, and, and just he's, he's great at, at navigating that, so. Yeah. And it's it's a new um, chapter in the relationship when you have a kid and your parents, right? Yes. And we are, you know, we're, we're on the older side of parenthood, um, which I think is, you know, not necessarily a bad thing. I think we're probably a little more relaxed than I think if we were really early on in our career and having to navigate, you know, um, being a parent and working full time, so you know, I don't know how you feel about that. But I so I don't that. really feel like I'm on the old until I remember what age I am, or until I have to like bend down and, like, <laughs> and crawl happen. around on the floor. Um, but otherwise, like even even I think this morning, like I was I was getting Jackson's pacifier from under his crib, and then I'm just like I like laid there for like two more minutes <laughs> standing up. Um, but no, otherwise I I think it is that's I think something else that. Uh, is is helpful with regard to us both being attorneys is that um, and really knowing what each other is going through that we can um, really support each other in our marriage but also with regard to parenthood mm-hmm. yeah um, for the record you guys got married in Omaha in 2012 before we moved here though you weren't we locals mm-hmm. it was a destination of wedding for well her side of the family was here right for the Long Island yeah, we had like seventy five New Yorkers out out here. Yeah, the hills for a beautiful Omaha. weekend in May. Yeah, Love everyone loved it. It was everyone. Berkshire weekend. I think it was. It was a weekend after Berkshire weekend, but some yeah, kind of a. There was some kind of political rally. At yeah, the Mitt time. Romney had a um yeah, a rally at the hotel. <laughs> the New Yorkers were loving it. an elevator it. with Ted Nugent. <laughs> they were a little freaked out, but yeah, it was, it, that kind of made it a memorable weekend. So was in the stuff going on in Omaha weekend. in May and June. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. Now gloves coming off. What's something that you can't stand about the other one? And this again, I'm. It can be within how they are as a lawyer person. I don't think you want to get into that. But like, what can't you stand? About I can. The other one? I can go first. Okay. Yeah. yeah I need it. <laughs> so Kate mentioned a little while you ago pulled about out a list. It, it looks like. It's yeah. Like no, it's, it's prepared <laughs> remarks. I'll crumple it together. <laughs> um. No, Kate mentioned a moment ago about um venting and uh um listening to me listening um and i don't even say it's i wouldn't even say it's something i'm frustrated about with kate but i always have the urge to provide a solution even though i don't totally know all the details i only know what she's told me um and so 
I try to be better and I'm not better at it, but about just listening rather than automatically trying to solve things. But sometimes I do have good solutions and I would appreciate if- There, uh, there, it, go, there it comes. It, it hurts when you think you have the solution and she's not taking that Doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. Oh, totally, 100%. You're, you're speaking my language right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's funny that that's what you said because if I had to, if I had to air a grievance, because I feel like that's what this is right now. Yes, please. Um, yeah, that's what I get annoyed about is that <laughs> sounds annoying. You making suggestions to me about like my own cases or just things like that, and it's not really what I'm looking for. <laughs> you want empathy, not solutions. You you understand yes. it. You're smart enough. I, I, to understand that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This exactly. is. I mean, this is a. a this is a classic male female yes. dynamic. I, I there would we go. Guess. Yeah. 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 But in the moment, you're just like, here's a solution. I mean, yeah. I get it. Yeah. That was me last. Or night here's what sure. I would do, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to know what you would do. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, good thing I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, sometimes is it does it just become the court of you know, the McNamara court, and we have uh, Prosecutor Kate going up against um, Defendant Patrick, and it just becomes a really tough uh, conversation sometimes because you guys keep your lawyer hats on a little too much. He might feel like that. Uh, well, you were a prosecutor, yeah, a state and federal prosecutor. It's, it's so. pretty much out of my system by now, but yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, well, I would, I would say that Yes, I do feel like I'm I'm occasionally cross examined, um, but I do think what with regard to our disagreements, um, we are trained to make arguments. So I think that our um, our arguments are generally, and I mean I would say this at least from my own perspective and the way I've put together my arguments, they're clearly laid out and based in logic, <laughs> and uh, um, we don't waste time arguing about superfluous things or at least i wouldn't i really like to okay. argue about what actually matters oh, not, just, not just to sharpen the knives yeah really uh yeah just blowing yourself up here That's a, <laughs> i think nice this also is a classic male female dynamic that <laughs> so, we, we use logic in our yeah, arguments um kate can use legal uh logic when she's arguing it, does, on behalf make it, of it clients. does make things harder when you when you have somebody that will just argue to argue we that's not really what we have so much but but if we do argue yeah i mean that's which happens to every couple right i mean it's just um it's not over quickly those you know sometimes <laughs> so no i i get that i mean um there there's a hang up when you're you're like the logic here just doesn't quite add up but understanding that the real world logic doesn't always win the win the day when uh, one side's feeling it, and the other side. The passion's involved. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, so, what would you say is the secret to your success in the relationship? You know, there's there's some there's some very like tried and true answers here. So, we'll we'll see what you guys come up with. Would you read it? Read a bunch of answers beforehand. I, I did some research. Some yeah, I may have uh, secret to success. You know, it's it's um, it's giving eighty percent and taking twenty from both sides. I, I think. Oh, I, I'm just gonna jump right in. I okay. think one thing is for sure that we make it very known if something if one if something is bothering one of us, like we're very 
Like nobody's willing to discuss. Nobody's just gonna sit in a corner and be quiet, and you have to guess what the other person is worried about. We definitely don't have that problem, and I think that for sure is probably what what attributes you know the 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 length of time that we've been able to be together (laughs) so far. Well, I'm gonna come at this from a different angle. (laughs) Um, I was gonna say that we both know that we love each other. Probably should have started with that one. It comes from a place of love. Yeah. Even if even if the stuff we say isn't from a place of love, we know that I no matter what Kate says to me, I I know that she loves me. And it's the same it's the same way around. Um talking together helps. That's a that's a good secret too. Yeah, you know, unless I give Kate swing tips. Well, yeah, I do. Which I don't deserve to be able to do. I usually ask him not to speak to me when we're riding and they put a golf cart together. Um, or give me tips, but if we're golfing with other people, then I ask the, those uh, people. Right, you know. right. She thinks everyone else is a genius yeah. golfer. <laughs> I I find the same thing happens. Anna will not yeah. listen to any swing tips I give, but Patrick, mm-hmm. you come in and give her a tip, and she's like, "This is the yeah. most amazing tip I've never heard." And I'm like, "Ooh." <laughs> so I just when we go out, I, I feed Dave things to say to Kate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. What do I need to tell her? I will say that I play. I generally play my best around you, which is crazy because like we're usually bickering on the court, wow. but for some reason I I play well. I think I'm just like not trying to. I'm not really pressing when I play with you. We're just out there kind of having fun, because mm-hmm. um, I do seem to hit the ball well when we play together. Yeah, and that's yeah, it's great until she starts wanting to play well, for good. money out there. Yeah, I'm gonna make <laughs> her play from the same tees as me. <laughs> not that I can hit the ball very far to begin with. Uh. So, um, what's a What's a misconception you think non-lawyers uh, don't understand about your relationship? And I'm actually going to maybe throw something in here that I've had some time to, to be around you guys with your family. And maybe their anxiety level is raised when you guys are kind of, you know, talking to each other in, in a spirited way, as you do. And and they, they don't understand that it's just kind of normal. It's all part of the, it's part of, part of the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, and also, like we mentioned when we were talking about what it's like being married to another lawyer and benefits to it, like that we understand each other, we understand what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't understand what, what our jobs are like. And so um, they will, they'll, they'll think some menial issue is stressing us out when it couldn't be the big issue at all, it couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. And then an issue they don't realize is, is huge to us and something we have to really either work carefully about or spend a lot of time on or stress about. They don't understand why we're stressing about something that could seem like so so small to them. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would say that, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that other than um, I think they don't they often don't understand maybe maybe the stress level or just things like that mm-hmm. and and um, and how could you because you just you know they're not you know they just they don't really have a good context. Yeah. Well, um, my last and final question. Any Valentine's Day plans? I mean, Super Bowl is basically Valentine's Day, so you can also. Um, I don't know what day is Valentine's Day. Well, she already day got the again. flowers. It's the fourteenth. <laughs> what day of the week is it? Those won't wilt by <laughs> the fourteenth, right? Well, the so his move is to buy the flowers that are on sale the day after Valentine's Day. But and I went I've, earlier I've this really year. Really into that. I've every. Although I do, great. I do represent a, a, a florist, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. A day late and fifty percent off. Yeah, is, I mean, I'll take it. Oh my god! I'm a few a, years a ago, shopper. I got these these beautiful three dozen roses uh, for like forty bucks, and it was <laughs> they were gorgeous. 
You know, on the fifteenth. Steve Jobs one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what uh what matters more that I was a good steward of our collective money that we have in the in the marital yeah, estate. Of <laughs> yeah. And that you still I right. still love you the day after Valentine's Day. And he That's knows right. he knows I appreciate that. So I I love like yeah he got a deal on something I'm like great. Oh we're gonna double not date. Not expecting we're anything on a Valentine's Day. We're gonna double date with one of Kate's partners tomorrow night. Nice. Yep. Babysitter and all. That's pretty exciting. And, yeah, and there we I go. Mean, we'll, that'll be our. It is love when it's dinner. You choose to pay somebody to watch your kid to <laughs> go out on a date. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's true love right there. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Thank I look you, forward Dave. to combining this with the other two couples into our Valentine's Day podcast. I can't wait to listen. Is this worth CLE credit? Absolutely. Yep. I'm going to get CLE credit. There's no problem with that. Great. Glad to hear. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks. Welcome, everybody, to the second part of our three-part installment of the Valentine's Day Bar Talk podcast. I am here with Dean Frechet and Professor Frechet of Creighton Law School. Um, For those of you who don't know, they've been a force here at Creighton for how many years now? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. The pandemic probably kept some people from understanding what was going on here at the law school at that time. Uh, Can you introduce yourselves to the listeners? Sure. I'm Josh Frechet. I'm the dean of the Creighton University School of Law. Uh, like I said, it's my, we've been here three and a half years. Um, and I am uh, an energy and business law attorney by background, practice in New York and Washington, D.C. before teaching. And um, we've been fortunate to teach a few places, University of North Dakota. Uh, we were at West Virginia University right before we came here. And, and now we're glad to be in Omaha. Yep. Um, and I'm Kendra Frechet. And I um, have been a law professor for the same number of years that Josh has been a law professor slash dean, um, but we have, uh, but our areas are different, and um, I focus on mostly family law, and then um, professional responsibility. I've taught many many years, but all my other courses, I I say I serve at the pleasure of the dean, um, <laughs> and when your dean is your husband, you you have a eclectic. Um, number of courses or not number but uh, type of courses so that's very helpful for you isn't it (laughs) It, it, it's very helpful I mean we went to law school as a married couple so um, for a long time I've had uh, my most trusted uh, person and sometimes that leads to extra work for my most trusted person (laughs) (laughs) all goes both ways (laughs) we've managed to lean on each other in more than one occasion and um, so I've I've read the background story on on sort of the the give and take of your relationship, professional um, professional work, and how you've you've sort of had each other's back on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kendra, you you ran for office in West Virginia. I did, yeah. Um, I think that was one of the better examples of times of a time in our lives when the professional and the personal really really were as closely aligned as possible um, in that we had been working together for years at that point, but this was, we were still working together. Uh, I was still teaching full-time, um, as was Josh, and then when I decided to run, I ran for Congress, the House of Representatives in West Virginia at the time was the Re- West Virginia first. It's reconfigured now, but um, 
but when when we made that decision as a family, it really was very much in mind that it was a family decision because it a person doesn't run for Congress alone, as we know. So in that, in, in for those years, for that year and a half, um, Josh, you know, really did absolutely every single thing that needed to be done, family and, and otherwise, um, that uh, that I couldn't do, and it made it possible. It wasn't easy, but it made it possible. So um, my first six months were running in a in the primary. And it wasn't at all obvious to anybody, including me, that I would be successful in the primary. And much to all of our surprise, I was. And then that meant, oh, now we're at, in this for another several months. And, um, and but the day after, so obviously didn't win the general election. But when the day after the um, the election was over, I turned to Josh and I said, "It's your turn." You know, we kind of were we handed the baton off, um, or I handed the baton off, but he had handed handed it to me in the past, so it worked out really well, and his dream was to be a dean, so here we are. How, how does one come to dream of, of being a dean and all the loveliness that comes with this position? Well, well I, that, I, I think it's fair to say that that was a, a, a dream in, in one sense, I suppose. Yeah, um, maybe dream is too strong. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was definitely a goal, and, and that was something that was an evolution. I mean, we've taught together, and both of us have held administrative positions as well, and, and we both find ourselves doing administrative work and being a part of that and and valuing that and it had gotten to the point for me where i felt like um i was ready to do the job it was actually not a job that i necessarily thought i wanted to do until i was doing more of the administrative work with others and then there came a time when i thought well i, I sometimes i'm critical of how other people do things and feel like there's other ways we can do this and i think it's time for me to I think I'd like to do it. I think I can be good at it, and I want to take the chance um, to back that up, right? Because it's, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and say, "There's a better way to do that," and then you have to then you have to do it. Yeah. I think, and and sometimes you're right, and sometimes you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's it, it's one of those positions that uh, not every faculty member aspires to to go to because it's a lot of administration. It's it's a lot of herding cats in some respects, um, and and so you have to be a, a certain type of egg to to want to do that, right? I th I think that's accurate. Um, <laughs> it's and I think Kendra would back this up. I feel responsible for everything anyway, right. um, uh, to a fault, and so having the ability and the responsibility actually to try and do some things about it is in some ways helpful. For me, there are times when I still would like to turn it off, um, but but I do, you know, I'm, I'm drawn to responding to those needs, and um, and so it's a nice opportunity to be able to help a lot of people, and try and find solutions for people um, at, with students, faculty, and staff, and um, and I feel like that's been a it's been a great opportunity for me because you know we work with a lot of really good people. Yeah, and. So, if I'm getting this right, New York, D.C., West Virginia, the town in West Virginia? Morgantown. Morgantown. Morgantown, Grand Forks, Omaha. Yeah. 
where, anywhere else that you guys have oh, been? Oh, yes. No, the, li- the list is long. So since we, we both grew up in Michigan. Okay. Um, and we met in Michigan at, when we were finishing up college. And then from there, we actually went to D.C. for round one in D.C. Okay. Um, and then we, right before we got married, we moved to, well, Josh moved to, um, for like six weeks before the wedding, L.A. And then after the wedding, I moved and met up with him there, and we worked in, this was before law school, so we worked um, at, you know, our various positions in L.A., and then decided we wanted to go to law school. That took us to New, to New Orleans, where we went to Tulane. Right, right. And then from there, we were in, uh, that's when we went to New York to work at the big firms, and then D.C. at the firms. And then when we started teaching, we actually did one year in State College, Pennsylvania, at Penn State for a visiting for visiting positions, then to North Dakota, from there, and West Virginia and here. <laughs> favorite, least favorite place that you've lived. Oh wow! And and, and you're talking to a North Dakota, and I totally get it if you say Grand Forks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. Um, top top place is New Orleans. Yeah, that's yeah. our favorite. That's our, that's the the like the heartstrings place. Um, and then, I mean, in a lot of the rest of them, I mean, New York City is a great city. You know, one of the things when we were in law school um, was when 9-11 happened. And I flew back from New York on 9-10. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Kendra oh, wow. was still there because um, yeah. we were doing interviews while we were there. Right. And so um, that's a much longer story. But um, obviously... Fortunately for us, unlike a lot of people, everything worked out fine for us. Kind of took a train back, and uh, and that made New York pretty special for us. We decided we were going to New York. We weren't sure what we were going to do, but when we got job opportunities, we decided that's where we were going to start, and that was a great experience. And and that's, I mean, every other place has had something special about it. You know, our daughter was born in Grand Forks, so that's certainly special. She's she's the only one in the family who could run for governor in North Dakota. (laughs) That's what Um, we're told. Yeah. When she was born, it was like, oh, well, she's a, she's a North Dakotan. Um, Tried and through and through. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, They don't like carpetbaggers up there. Right. Exactly. (laughs) They do not. Yeah. West Virginia was a great, great place. I mean, that was a place that we, we left for this opportunity to come, come here to Creighton, not because we were looking to leave. Right. Uh, And actually that all, you know, Kendra said, go ahead and try. And I was invited to apply for the position at Creighton. And all of a sudden it was like, oh. Oh, I didn't, yeah, no, I hadn't really processed that. (laughs) We kind of thought, well, this will be good practice. You know, maybe he'll get an interview. And then he got a call back. And I always tell the story where I was, I was running on the indoor track at the West Virginia University Recreation Center, which is one of those tiny little tracks yeah, where you're like yeah. dizzy by right. nine, nine to a mile. Right, right. And so I'm halfway through one of those tiny little laps, and I stopped in mid in the lane that I was in, and and I was like, oh, he's going to get this job. <laughs> it hit. It all of a sudden. It hadn't really. I hadn't really thought. And so I literally went home and like Googled Omaha and what you know. What do I, let's look at the, let's look at what there is to offer there and. Omaha has been really nice for us because we've been in small college towns for a long time, and Omaha has a mix of feeling like there's still a significant college influence on the community, but also, you know, uh, it's got a community outside of that, which has been cool for us to kind of reintegrate into a a larger city. Yeah, yeah. Larger than where we've lived for in a while, yeah. So um, we'll start with the, the warm and fuzzies here. Uh, what do you? What's something that you appreciate about your partner? What 
And, and this opened up a lot of feelings for Patrick and Kate, I have to say. They were like, we don't talk about this to each other. Gosh. Yeah, yeah no. That's, Dr. Dave like in the house. I was going to say, this is, this is better than therapy. Um, well, I, we haven't answered yet, so I don't know. Um, I always say, so I think we learned a lot when we were in law school together. Um, we hadn't been married long at that point, about a year and a half. And I learned a lot about myself by my interaction with my husband in an environment that can be really competitive and high stress and difficult. And I really appreciated that Josh was the more patient of the two of us when it came time to like really get into the nitty gritty of the stuff that's hard. And that he, he was, you know, first of all, incredibly supportive. He modeled incredible good behavior in terms of if both of us were in a class and only one of us was going to get an A, he wanted it to be me. Um, and that that I felt similarly because it's easier to deal with your own disappointment than your spouse's, but also because we root, we root for each other. So, And that was modeled. That behavior, I think, was modeled by Josh, which I really appreciate. Um, I do appreciate his, his high level of responsibility. Also that, you know, I don't worry about things falling through the cracks if I'm busy doing other things, he's got it covered. Somehow, some way, you know, I could say, oh, I didn't think about, he's got, he'll say, I got it. And that is really, really, uh, I can't, I mean, there's no way to quantify the value of that to a, real, to a, a working and personal relationship. Easy to follow that. Yeah, you left so much out there for you to say. The, the, it, there's, I mean, there there is a, a lot. I think that one of the things that I always value about Kendra is that she knows who she is and what her values are, and it's really useful to be around somebody because um, I feel like I'm similar, but I feel like I second guess myself more often, and so to have somebody to say, "No, that's that's how we do things, or that's that's the right way to go." Um, that that having being with somebody whose level of just internal honesty pervades that is really important, I think, because it goes that then it, it comes to all of the outward things. But that internal honesty makes it so that you can know what you're doing and why. And it's it's amazing with our children. It's amazing. I think it makes her a fantastic teacher. Is that she's telling you the truth all the time, and and, and there's. We all have variants on that, but uh, of you know we learn and, and evolve. But um, but it's been really you know in every way that is means somebody I can count on, mm -hmm. and I think when people see that uh, and um, that level of of it's both caring for others while caring for yourself when you when you can do that because you can you can say that doesn't seem right to me or that seems like it's really right um, or um, are you sure you need to do that or <laughs> isn't it time to come home president business <laughs> which is the text that I'll get periodically on Friday afternoon um, and and it, it's you know it, but I think it all goes back to the to the partnership of never feeling like you're isolated or on your own you know it's not that we n not everything is perfect I mean we're we're human um but of having a true partner mm -hmm. um who you trust and can do all of the th all of the things i mean there's there's nothing that kendra can't do and uh and that's really freeing so i, I value that did you both want did you both know that you were going to go to law school 
um, when you met and, and were together in college? Or no? it's, a, it's a good question. The answer is no. Um, I was working in politics and really enjoyed that, and a lot of people I worked with would go to law school and then kind of come back and do what they were doing before, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me. And just after we were married and then moved to L.A., I was had been in my political um, position, the, the uh, organization I worked for, had an office both in D.C. and L.A., so I transferred, and I had been there for, like, going on, like, five years, which was a really long time, because it's a lot of young people who kind of cycle in and out, and I was kind of re- thinking, what do I, what do I want to do when I grow up, and it hit me, like, a lightning bolt that I wanted to be a lawyer, which I had been saying for years. I wasn't, and it wasn't that I wanted to go to law school. It was that I realized I wanted to be a lawyer. Right. And I didn't say anything to Josh for a week or two because I thought, oh, that's lovely. We've just moved across the country. We both have <laughs> jobs. We're trying to get our feet under us and, you know, kind of get, get established. And now I'm thinking I have to, I'm going to blow all that up. But when I did mention it to him, he was very, very, uh, I wasn't at all surprised. His response was, I'm in. You should do go wherever you want to go. Um, you, I will work and support us, and um, that's awesome. You know, it was just 100% go, go, go. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I thought, not but from his perspective, then I thought, oh, but wouldn't it be nice if we could do this together? Because I knew he wanted to do something more than what he was doing. So it took a, took a little while, but I did eventually convince him to at least take the LSAT. That was the first step. And once he agreed to do that, I knew he was in. I was like, we're going to, he'll, he'll be on board with this. So then we applied to law school together. Right. We had different last names at the time. I didn't change my name until right before graduation because we could sit together at graduation with the, if, if, with my, our names were the same. But, um, and because I knew I was going to change it. If we were going to have kids, I wanted to have a family name, so that seemed like the right time to do it. But, um, but we didn't, we didn't, we applied individually. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, we're going to go someplace where we both got in. So, and that's a whole other story. Um, but this is another example when Kendra figures out what she wanted to do. She just, it's like, I know, and and. She checks herself, but she usually knows. Well, and one of the things that I've had to learn is that, you know, that self-assuredness isn't great in every relationship if you're not willing to listen and hear where maybe you're running, making a Kendra-sized hole in the wall when you need to just <laughs> slow down a little. And that was something that I think we have worked, we have been able to work as a team together that I can, I've been trying to check myself and say, is this a hill I want to die on? Is this really... You know, it's the prioritization of the of those values um, or of the things that matter most to get me in a place where I feel like I'm I'm living my values. Right, right. Um, so this is where it gets fun. What's something that just you can't stand <laughs> about your partner? Okay, sometimes the responsibility thing. It's like. You know, the kids will say something like something small that's like not a big deal. And then all of a sudden Josh is on it and we have to fix that problem right now. And I'm like, it's okay. It's, you know, that that he really does have such a high level of feeling like he needs to solve problems that sometimes he's trying to solve problems that he doesn't need to. And that especially as a parent, you want the kids to try some of that. But, um, but you know, that's kind of a, you know, 
a con but not a con like you know it's a good thing it it's is there. ultimately a good thing <laughs> it's there yeah. it's the gotta check the email because something might have happened in the last 15 minutes yeah 15, like during dinner five yeah. minutes right <laughs> yeah so yeah i can tell you the, the that the, uh kendra's lack of appreciation for live music is a joke oh. <laughs> really <laughs> oh. i mean you have two children who love live music and go with him and all the Kendra time is supportive and, and oh i love it see a lot of music and it's all we have found uh pareto optimality <laughs> yeah if she gets some alone time the kids yeah. and i get to go see music so it goes there but every once in a while i would like to have her come along <laughs> yeah that's true and so favorite type of live music what, what are you into the, I mean, I don't know, kind of uh, modern alternative, I guess. Mm -hmm. the, the Everything the kids like. You really do well, like, there's a, you there's like a, a lot, lot of, of overlap there. Matt Mason was a concert that we went to that I think Kendra really would have enjoyed. <laughs> that the kids went with I me. enjoyed my book. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that was a good one. Michigander uh, was another really yeah, good show. We've been thrilled at Two Feet. Uh, we've had some really good shows, you know, the Slowdown particular. Phoebe Bridgers, we went and, uh, mm -hmm. when she was at the waiting room. Um, and so those are all great shows, and I, I cannot tell you how great it is to be in a, a place that has access to that and that we get to do it again. Yeah. I mean, it's really... Yeah, post-pandemic, we really appreciate it. I haven't been down to the Admiral yet um, to see anything there. I haven't either. Churches played there, and I couldn't go to that one, and that's the only... And I, I think Holy might have been, or some might have been to a show there. No, I Did think we already to wanted the to. Bowling for Soup is that at the end? No, that was a slowdown. Um, yeah. Well, the kids. The nice thing, it's hilarious because the t some of the Josh will say, "I want to go see the show. How many tickets am I buying?" So the kids, <laughs> the kids will bring their friends, and he carts off with a whole group. You know, they meet at our house, and then they he drives down with like six teenagers, and I love that. I think that's awesome. Um, they don't stay with me the whole time at the right, show, yeah. nor, nor do I ask them to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, we're, we're we're getting the steel house, and and hopefully, I mean, I I think it's going to be the the weekend acts are going to be one thing, but when you get the really cool acts coming through midweek, I think that's going to be where yeah. it's at. And some of the slowdown gems have yep. been these midweek stopovers between you know denver and chicago yeah, or whatever yeah. kansas city to minneapolis yeah. drive yeah yeah um yeah i used to live above slowdown so I, i'd go down <laughs> and you? yeah just i wouldn't even know what was happening i just walked down how much of a ticket and just <laughs> wait and see what i was into so, um so let's talk a little bit about um attorney characteristics coming into the relationship is is there cross-examination is there an overuse of, of logic in an emotional situation you know uh I, how, how do you guys find all of a sudden wait i still have my attorney hat on yeah. things like that i think actually so we do do that um to some extent and i know like i can say for sure that there are times when i find myself carefully choosing exactly like that that i have to say the words in a certain order to really convey exactly what i mean because josh is a transactional lawyer who thinks in terms of you know he he will pick up if there's some ambiguity or you know something and then i realize that that's that i shouldn't be sort of thinking shouldn't be putting that on him um, and there's actually a benefit, I think, to saying there are times where one we could say to each other, okay, you're lawyering this. So which a couple who's not both attorneys might not be able to do. The non-attorney might not feel comfortable saying or <laughs> might be like, 
you know, I could say this, but maybe it's not fair or maybe I'm misassessing, but I think we can call each other on that in a way that's actually really useful. Yeah. And I mean, I do wonder if, you know, we evolved, you know, and kind of grew in a lot of ways together, but, you know, we knew each other and were together and married before we went to law school. We went mm -hmm. through the law school process at the same time. We weren't in all the same classes. We mostly weren't, but we, but we were in the same track at the same time. And so I, I wonder if there's some advantage to that, both in terms of like facilitating conversation, but also making it really easy to call each other out on, <laughs> on something of where you're going. But I, I think you, there's no question that we do some of that because um, our children are obviously not attorneys. Uh, they're 17 <laughs> and 14. Um, both of them can run a pretty good cross-examination on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they picked that they up. Picked they up can be cross-examined, yeah. but they can turn it back. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and in, in, in a mostly constructive way, um, they, you know, and I, th I think over time, at least as they've gotten older, I think it is empowering to them because they tend to be able to work through it. Maybe the biggest frustration is that they've put together a really compelling argument, and they're right, it's a compelling argument. The answer's still no. Right, exactly. <laughs> This turns out this bench doesn't. Have, there's no appellate review, so <laughs> they would, you know, we're the final say, and they don't always love that. But yeah, the judge's discretion. Yeah, still yeah, wins, they're yeah. sweet. Yes, and they may say there's an abuse of discretion, but <laughs> so be it. Um, what's the secret to your relationship success? Uh, well, you guys are both runners, right? Because I see, I see you post your runs. Do you run together, or is that just you can't because you're different? Yeah. different paces you don't want to talk it's yeah. maybe not running together so <laughs> i actually for years and years i ran and josh didn't um he didn't he wasn't interested and then for some years we both ran mm -hmm. um i don't anymore when i started campaigning it's funny you have to run a lot to make sure that all of your joints work well mm -hmm. people it's counterintuitive but when i was campaigning i couldn't run as much and then i started to try to run again and i felt like my knees were flying off my body mm -hmm. and so i just started doing other forms of exercise, but we never ran together in part because I think we both are similar in the sense that we like the, the quiet time. Yes. Also, I, ca I can't talk while I'm running. I'm like that, you know, I just, I feel like I'm just going to um, not be able to finish running if I'm trying to talk. I, s I saw a group uh, running through Elmwood together and I just, yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, right. <laughs> we used to have a running club for our field day event. Jerry Fredrickson, an attorney in town, uh, you know, he led the group. And I just, yeah, yeah I don't understand running and, and talking. <laughs> My sister is the opposite, but I, yeah, I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, you st when I started running, Kendra was way faster than me. Right. And so it was irrelevant. <laughs> we could start together <laughs> and it didn't matter. And, and, um, but I do, I value that, that personal time. Although I think the other part of it was, you know, I started, I used to go to the gym and, and do things at, uh, in the weight room or whatever. But after the kids were born, Running became, you know, you leave from the house. All the only time I was adding to the day was the run, mm -hmm. right? Because I had to clean up before work, and and when we had small kids, running together was pretty was much not really going right. to work anyway. Yeah. And, so and running's like the fastest way to get all of the exercise. Like it's it's so compact. You can do thirty minutes and get a really good workout. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing both doing that, like trading off that time, but trying to get as short a amount of window as possible so that we could 
you know, do li- other stuff when you were booth at work. And a stuff. relay race. Yeah, yeah it was right. really was. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And now we both row to some degree, but we can't row with each other. Well, we only have one rower. <laughs> do you have a hydro? Your lap. What's that? Do you have a hydro? We have yeah, an ergata. We have an ergata hydro. Oh, ergata. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same hydro is it's the same concept. It uses a water well. Right. This, this one is a wooden one. It it's got the wood, right? Yeah. It's the nice one. Is that the yeah. um, House of Cards? Yeah, that's so told. that's what I've we heard. We didn't watch that, that but I'm told yeah. that that's, that's what it was what in. recommended <laughs> because of that. And it is so pretty. It's yeah. like, if you're going to work out, it should be at least <laughs> aesthetically pleasing. Well, right? right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they pr- pretty much like call it like it's a statement piece that you can just have in your living room and you can okay yeah <laughs> you totally can we don't it's in our it's actually <laughs> in our bedroom, bedroom. <laughs> um well then you, yeah you're like should i sleep or should i work out right oh, I don't know. no <laughs> yeah it's a tough one i usually go with sleep <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i i guess I, I got sidetracked asking about running but but you know what would you say is a, the secret to you, the success of your long relationship with all the things that you've done I would say it is, I would go back to the partnership. Mm -hmm. I've always got somebody who's got my back, and that lets you do all sorts of things Mm -hmm. uh, and take chances. And and, um, and we have, I mean, we have, we don't always immediately have the same take on things by any stretch. Um, But that, too, is a a huge value. Um, You know, we've been on faculty together for, what, 16 years, Mm -hmm. I think. And, and people are often confused uh, as I'm like surprised. we're in a faculty meeting and even now we disagree with each other mm-hmm. but nobody's more honest with me than Kendra is and most of the time that's a really good thing <laughs> uh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so I, I think that for, for me I don't think a lot of people have that in the same way and, and so to have somebody who is your best friend and your partner in life is that's not necessarily what everybody wants, but it, it certainly is what I want, and, and that's what I think works. And for realign us. in that regard. We really like to be around each other in both in all the, those contexts, and I'm, it wouldn't be a good formula for everyone, and that's fine. Everybody's different, but I think the other thing that works for us when we're coming up on almost we're at almost twenty five years of marriage, and we're four and a half years of dating before that. So it's been it's we've we were very different people when we started. Right. In this relationship, you know, I was 20 years old, and Josh not much m- older than that. And Almost 22. Yeah. yeah, and I, you know, so you you have to, you kind of have to adapt together, you know, but you also have to keep it, keep a real clear sense of who you are individually, and you can't lose yourself, but you can't lose your partner. So, you you know, you just have to kind of, well, I think we're both aware of each other's needs, but also our own. I think Josh is actually honestly less aware of his own needs than he is of mine. Um, but I try to fill that a little bit and yeah. try to get encourage him to think about what he needs because the, the pitch for him is it's better for all of us, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I, got, I encouraged him to get a car that he really wanted for his birthday one year, which um, he would he he loves cars and he loves buying cars and he loves he loves everything about it but he's always doing it for other people oh and so i was like maybe this year you should get yourself that car of course he's still got an awesome deal you know it wasn't <laughs> like he was paying you know he always feels like he has to tell people like my car didn't cost as much as it you know that's what i think <laughs> but but i try to i try to recognize and that's one thing i think that we don't bring the exact same skill set to the relationship we have some overlap but where we are different we try to ad- adapt our skills to make to help help the other and the, the 
the whole room. I didn't see a 69 Stingray out there. <laughs> am, am I missing it? Did you park it somewhere yeah. else? You did not. I'm not a Corvette. Okay. <laughs> I'd take a 1969 Stingray. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wouldn't say car. no to it. Yeah. <laughs> He's an Italian car guy. Ooh, so. okay. So I have an Alfa Romeo Giulio. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm more of the, um, uh, the Fiat 500. Mm-hmm. Very, very small and fun to drive. Small and yeah. practical. Did you <laughs> yeah. have one of those uh, in the Alps? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that works on the really uh, yeah. narrow... Li- um, it was yeah. a 500X, so naturally it was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's something you think non-lawyers maybe don't understand about the relationship that you guys have? Uh, and you've talked about it a little bit, but is, is there... You know, it, it, you kind of chuckle to yourselves because you're like, they just don't get it. They just yeah. don't understand it. Um, some don't understand. I think some people don't get how we can be together yeah, as two lawyers. Yeah, we hear that a lot. <laughs> who, like, who how are, is this You know, and how did you go to law school together? Like, people yeah. really, and, and, and Kendra said it earlier, but I think part of it is being, you know, competitive and most lawyers are yeah. right and so i think that creates a, something that's hard for and people know that of the lawyers they yeah. know and and i am competitive but it's not to the detriment certainly of my right. spouse when we're in law school that as long as you know i don't want anybody else to do better than me i'm fine <laughs> with kendra doing it <laughs> and, and so i think people are like how does that work and it's like oh, i just kind of you know bring, bring it home yeah. right well, it's the yeah. You can have some cognitive dissonance too. You know that we we can we can accept certain things that maybe are irrational or illogical, but for the benefit of the relationship and each other. Um, but yeah, I think that that is. I think people assume that lawyers are hyper particular and trying to correct people all the time, and that would be a real. I would think if you if that were my perception, I would struggle to understand how this could work too but um but we're still who we were before we went to law school you know it's that that part of our education and training didn't didn't change who we were but it honed who we were and like i said because we can call each other out on it i think that that is a benefit that you might not have if you weren't in you know if you didn't have that training and that education to some extent we were trained to be advocates for ourselves too so, although it's much easier to be an advocate for someone else, but um, but anyway, I think that you know uh, we have heard many t- people will uh, like m- clearly um, kind of be shocked or react in a strong way to find that we're both attorneys and um, and, and it doesn't <laughs> and, the, and yeah and still enjoy each other's company. Well, uh, I have to say I'm I'm not sure it's been close, but it hasn't happened that my wife, who's an attorney, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, work together we we're not there i I still get to be the hero and and you know and victim (laughs) when need be yeah um and she is none the wiser for the most part because (laughs) she's not with me on a day-to-day basis in the same work environment i mean is is that tough you can't josh you can't be the hero all the time she's gonna say you know what you actually messed that up (laughs) i was there you're rewriting history (laughs) no Usually, if he's rewriting history, it's from a negative perspective. Like he he will downplay his um, successes to himself and to others sometimes, and I and I tend to remind him that he shouldn't be so humble. <coughs> well, that's that's much better than than yeah. my side need, needing <laughs> right. to be there. Yeah. I mean, 
and there are times where I'll say, I, I don't I don't think this is the right way to go, and he says it to me too. So there's mm. that. But I think that we see it as value added as opposed to what, what could be a real downside, like you bring that, that comfort level with speaking to your spouse into a situation where maybe it's not quite as welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's worked for us well. And, 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 you know, we were at different law firms. We weren't, didn't go to the same law firms when we went in, in practice. And um, when we met, we worked on a job together the very first time we met and that worked and then law school worked. And, and so part of it was, we're highly functional working in separate places, but it, it was better for us to be at least in the same sphere, even though even even within every law school we've been a part of, we're often in different spots with different schedules and, and whatever. But yeah. being around each other for us works. Yeah. Yeah. When we, our daughter was born, we were at North Dakota, and we couldn't get childcare for her until she was I think six, six months. months. Mm-hmm. And so we would wheel her across the faculty la- faculty. There was like a suite of offices and. She'd be in Josh's office while I was teaching and vice versa. Once he was unavailable, so I gave her to a student, um, you know, worked out fine. Who wanted, Everybody who was wanted her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> was like, bring her to me. I will hold her. Um, so we've, you know, it, we, it's always worked for us, not 100% of the time, but overall it's worked for us to be in this in this same space. Um, so one last question I have here. Any Valentine's Day plans or <laughs> traditions that – <laughs> no, this yeah. is another reason why we get along so well. We That's don't true. do any of that stuff. <laughs> no, we want to go. Maybe we go out to dinner. Right. And, and on, not on not Valentine's Day. Day yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I think one time we went out and we're like, shoot, it's Valentine's Day. There's like a price fix menu. What are we doing? We blew that. We, uh, yeah, we're, we're, so we really like to be at home together. Yeah, so we, we and with the kids and we cook. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he might open a bottle of champagne or something. Well, Prosecco, right? <laughs> let's be let's be honest. Um, so you guys don't play into the Valentine's Day shtick. It's kind of an all year thing, which is yeah. Again, yeah, probably better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the you know Valentine's Day. I don't know. I, for me, I always think of it as a thing people do. It's it's a great excuse to ask somebody on a date or something. And <laughs> right. I've been good for thirty some yeah, years. Yeah, we so. we the dates are all we're good. We don't we don't need to. We neither of us is particularly hung up on formality in that regard yeah. um we do you it's true that we do kind of celebrate those sorts of things year-round but in a way that's we honor the relationship by being supportive yeah you know yeah and it's and and thank goodness i'm with somebody who uh, you know we remember anniversaries and birthdays and all of those things they matter to us but we're, we're not we don't you know if we see some, if i see something hurt if or if i see a great gift well, it kind of doesn't spell me. I can't wait to give it to right. her. So it's right. like, it's, it's, here's, your, here's your birthday present. It's, I know it's in August, but I found it. Right. Exactly. Or he'll be like, I'll, I'll say, oh, I really need a new, this, that's, this pepper mill is not great. And all of a sudden, one, two days later, one will arrive at the front door. He'll just order it then right. and, it, you know, not even tell me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we we, um, we enjoy each other's company. And, like, we like all of the sort of mundane stuff That's that's actually – we renovate houses together. We enjoy oh, really? that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, we've always enjoyed that. We really haven't. That's another thing people think and say. You're going to get divorced if you try to. We've renovated almost every house we've we've lived in mm-hmm. that we've owned. Um, one here in Omaha that actually we did over the course of the pandemic. 
living in the house and yeah. renovating is not easy by no. any stretch of the imagination. Oh my gosh. We, uh, I think, have a little bit of a problem. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of an it's issue. Served us but, well. but we enjoy it. No, it's just like most people are like, why are you? Because it really is a. We've lived in many like pretty intense um, builds. Uh, builds. Yeah, mm-hmm. the demolition. You know, the whole thing. It's it's. Um, but we but it's like we like to have something to kind of work together on at home too. And I I don't know exactly I don't remember where your house is at, but it is unique that it was without power when that storm came through for like the longest period. Yep. Yeah, uh, we were at the very end of the you in the archdiocese or something yep. like that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We sold that house in July, actually. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. Okay. That was the one we sold, and we now live near Hanscom Park in a really cool nice. 1890s townhome. There's um, always something to do in those ones, too, right? Yeah, <laughs> although that one had, be- had been renovated, which we've already, of course, done two projects. But um, but small, small mm-hmm. projects. We, we downsized, maybe overshot, I think, a little. We are looking, we're still looking for the next project. Look at you guys, the, the, the real estate moguls. <laughs> very small scale, <laughs> very small scale. So take me back to that, that uh, the first meeting. Um, what was that? Um, mm-hmm. You know, who, who saw whom, who, who pursued whom? Like, what was that story? At the so the, I think the better story is before we actually met, which is... Okay, so, <laughs> when um, you weren't together, it was right, the better before story. We literally had never been in the same room. <laughs> so my job was, I was we were working on a, a campaign of a woman, which is also a full, full circle thing when I ran up for office years later, but she was running for uh, U.S. Senate in Michigan. And my job was as her driver, so I spent a lot of time in, um, all over Michigan with the candidate. But she was at the time a state senator, so she lived in, she her district was Ann Arbor where I went to school, and then I would drive up to Lansing to pick her up from the Capitol, and then we'd go to an event, and I'd drive her back to Ann Arbor. When I would go to Lansing to pick her up, I'd go into her Senate office, and the uh, scheduler, who's the like the admin assistant who runs the show, essentially, in the office was a woman named Eileen, who I just loved, just thought was awesome in every way. And at one point, I was behind her desk looking. She, you know, we were working on something to get ready for the candidate, and or the senator, and um, she showed me these pictures of her sons. Josh is her oldest. Oh, so wow. I met my mother-in-law before I met him <laughs> and fell in love with her and still do. I won the lottery in mother-in-laws. But um, but we met not long after that, and it was, I think, we at just at a staff meeting was the first time we met. But um, yeah. I really, really liked – Josh has a very quiet demeanor about him, and I tend to – have a less quiet demeanor about me, which is funny because I tend to be a little more introverted than he is in terms of like needing my batteries recharged. I stay home when he goes yeah. to the live music, but um, but I really was drawn to that. You know, he had a kind of steadiness about him that I was drawn to, and then he asked me out a little while later, or a week or two later, maybe even. Yeah, I can't remember if my mom. I think she probably had talked you up a little bit, maybe so that when. So that when we went. I was like, oh, I would like to ask her out. First date? Uh, we, we went, went, saw, to, a we went to a movie in the Bombay with the Bombay Bicycle Club. Yeah, for di- for dinner. We went and saw yeah. Maverick. Yeah, really, like a, a Mel, Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah, the card Western. game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, was, not, not a strong film. It was a long time ago. That oh. was a 
But the other funny story was that I don't think it was that date, but when I, one of the times we were going out, I had to get the candidate, the senator from Lansing and get back to Ann Arbor and then we were going to meet up and the senator's on the phone and she's dragging her feet and I went to Eileen and I said, I have a date with your son. And she went in and was like, hung up the phone and dragged her out. Was like, you gotta go. So there, that's there. You go. Like it was, it was destined. So I don't know if, if she said anything before we met, but she was always very supportive of our relationship and obviously still is. Oh, that's great. I love that story. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to chat. Um, Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks this for joining us. Welcome, everybody, to the third part of our Valentine's Day special Bar Talk podcast. I am here with Judge Hansen and our husband, Jeff, both attorneys here in town. Uh, can you introduce yourselves to the listeners? Tell us where you work. Obviously, we know where you work, Judge, but um, Jeff, and we'll, we'll get going from there. So I'm a lawyer at First National Bank in Omaha. I've been there, I think, almost 10 years. Um, I was at Berkshire Hathaway Energy for a long time before then. I've had brief stints in private practice as well. So Steph and I have never done the same thing. Uh, we've been very different. Professional lawyers. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> yeah, we've had very different, uh, very different legal careers. And this is this is coming after um, the one before us that the listeners are going to be hearing is Dean Frechet and Kendra Frechet. So they're, they're coming at it from the opposite side where they've been working together um, in university uh, higher education for, for law since I think 14 years now. So, so this is a good divergent um, uh, part, part three here. Judge? So I've been a county court judge. So this will be my eighth year. And before that I was a prosecutor for 15 years at the Sarpy County Attorney's Office. So been in practice since I graduated in 2000 so it's always easy to know how many years I've been in practice so this will be my 23rd year and um let's let's go back to the beginning how did yeah. you guys meet where'd you meet let's start at so we met um while I was in college Jeff was fresh out of law school and I was volunteering as a CASA and so I would go to court and watch some of the juvenile proceedings that I was a CASA for and so Jeff was doing some appointments at that time and he was hard to miss because he was definitely the tallest guy in the courthouse, and he always had nice clothes, and he had like really I had hair then. He had fancy hair. I he had like hair. really really fancy hair, <laughs> and I just yeah, I totally remember being like, ooh, who's that guy? And so then um, I knew who he was, and then we actually our first conversation that we had was this friendly conversation that was at the local watering hole. Gotcha. In other words, we met in a bar. <laughs> and this is in Grand Island. Hastings. 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 Uh, what what was that watering hole? Uh, PJ's. PJ's or was it Murphy's Wagon? <laughs> it was next door to Murphy's, PJ's, but it was called right. PJ's. Still there? Nope, it's closed, but Murphy's Wagon is still there. Very, very old PJ's. We probably never go back. Probably, really? That's probably true. Really? It was, it was like kind of a young person's place. And so we were, I was there because I was in college and went with my friends because you could pick the letters for what, from dollar night, what the, you know, so if it was, if you wanted to pick a C for cranberry and vodka, for example, so if you got there early, sometimes the bartenders would let you pick the, the letter, so when we would go out later, so they were going out after work, and, you know. Dollar night. Dollar night. I know, it sounds terrible. Think of, think of the past, yeah. too. 
And so I was on a budget. And you you knew that you wanted to go to law school. We're going to go to law school. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was a biology major, and I had applied to dental school, and so, um, but actually because I was working with Casa and I really liked it, and I was going to court and watching, and and I thought, gosh, you know, maybe this would be fun. I kind of like this lifestyle. And Jeff's like, don't do it. I, I but, tried. To, I tried to talk her out of it, but obviously that didn't. Yeah, no, so no I kind of, I kind of snuck anyway. away and took the LSAT. So then I applied for <laughs> law school too. So then I was in. I could go to make a choice of either going to law school or dental school. So I took a year off and I worked. Then after that, in Hall County with Brent Island's um, court system, doing victim witness advocacy, and then decided that maybe law school was what I wanted to go into. And then we got married and had our first child while I was in law school when you were still in law school uh-huh. yeah. so we lived in Lincoln where I drove to Omaha every day and then after we had Ellen we moved to Omaha and she and did too and she got to drive to Lincoln <laughs> for a little part of your law school career too yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. and um, having a child in, while in law school what was that like honestly I, it was easier I know that's like totally an after right answer that people want to hear, but I think it was so much easier to have a child in law school than it was when we were brand new at Green. So we obviously had one in law, when I was in law school, and then Rebecca, our younger daughter, came my first year in practice, and it was I didn't have a lot of time built up. It was so much harder, I thought, to much harder. I traveled a lot then yeah, for work. Traveled. I traveled. I was on the road. But if you think about Monday it, Monday morning to Friday you afternoon. You don't get any breaks with work. With <coughs> school, you have a nice long Thanksgiving break. You get a break over Christmas. You have summer break, and mm-hmm. and then I, I could kind of t- tailor my schedule toward um, having a little more time or being able to be off of school a little early, so I could. I just didn't. I felt like I didn't have any daycare all day, every day. We were also young. We had a lot more patient parents. Right. <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I, I didn't think it, it was now, so bad. And Jeff, were you straight through undergrad to, to law school, or did you have a period in between? I was, and actually, I was I was in a joint law journalism program. Oh. I wanted to write about the Supreme Court, and so I essentially finished the law school portion of that and decided I needed to take the bar exam, so I just finished law school. And then I went back to the journalism school, and I just decided I can't go to I can't go to school for another thirteen years. I need to. You know, however many years I need to do something different, so I, so I started practicing, um, and I've never looked back. <laughs> you don't uh, fire up the computer and and just you know start a blog about no. Supreme Court stuff. No, you know? I, no, I don't do that. I can't do that. You get plenty of writing at work. <laughs> we'll talk about that, but um, no, I, I write a great deal in my job. Right. One of the things I love about my job is is writing. So. So uh, tell me something that you really appreciate about your partner. What we're, we're going to start with the, the good feels here. So um, d- don't talk It'll both at once. Good, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. nothing bad to say. <laughs> no, that's the next question. No, not it? that you're going to hear it. <laughs> I, mean, I I feel like we've ever since we started dating, we've always had a, a good relationship. I think that we we really don't fight. We'll argue sometimes, but we don't. We really don't fight. We don't have big fits. We don't yell at each other we don't call each other names or any of that kind of stuff so I feel like we've always had a we've had a good relationship as far as you know making sure I don't know we just have always had good communication I think and that's true I don't think we've ever 
we've never raised our voices at each other. We've never called each other a name. You look skeptical. Never. I mean, Sorry, never. Not, not seeing this. This is not a mirror of my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, Anna. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't implying that. <laughs> no, but, um, but no, we, and I don't know if, I, I always, I know your next question will be, is that because you're lawyers? <laughs> I, I don't know. And lay people, it's funny because lay people, you know, lay people, civilians, non-lawyers will say, oh, well, you must argue a lot because you're lawyers. It's like, no, that's not what lawyers really do. And no, we don't argue more. And actually, pr probably one of the things about being a lawyer, and I never thought about this, but, you know, the sort of habits of mind you develop as a lawyer, like getting all the facts before you reach a conclusion, like understanding that there's, you know, there are two sides or multiple sides to any story. Those things, if you, if you have those habits of mind, you know, you don't leave that behind at the office. That becomes how you think. And that's probably conducive to more healthy relationships. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd never thought. I'd honestly never thought about it until just sitting here. But there's probably some, some truth in that. I agree. Yeah. Well, well said, and, and we're done. No, uh, <laughs> is that the punchline? Was, was that your final? I didn't look at the questions. I no. Well, I now now I I want you know what's that thing that really annoys you about oh, about about that? Come on. You know, Everyone's hearing this. Let's 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 air that that dirty laundry now in public. What what you find? I'm hoping it's not a surprise. <laughs> After 25 years, you know, I, don't, I could pick a few. You, you go first, honey. <laughs> you go first. You're sitting by the dishwasher. I'm sitting. Yeah. Oh. That's such a cliche. Yeah, that is that's a cliche. A, that's a no, cliche. it's true. I always reload the dishwasher when I go to. Really? Mm -hmm. Because we have different ideas for yeah, how to do it. We do have different. Or ideas. she would say. And it's he has like, a better idea. Well, I think it's like, let's just it. assume I'm right. It'll save time. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is an important conversation that I need to take to my household. So uh, spreading out the dishes more no. or being more efficient, efficient with the dishes absolutely. to fit more in there in one load. Yeah. Jeff would have like five things in the dishwasher and very methodical like angles. And I'm just like. You can always like, run it again. The prongs you don't have to get it all in there. <laughs> I know we want to save <laughs> now we, we do that that's the only thing i honestly that sounds like a cop-out answer but we really the important things parenting right uh life decisions major financial decisions there have been very few things that i could even think of that we've disagreed on um no i think we some of that's probably just dumb luck you know, I'm yeah, glad that the boring couple is is the third one here. So <laughs> if you're still listening, you can turn this off. Okay. No. <laughs> the the McNamara's man, they they had them ready to go. They were like, thank you. Now I get to this is better than therapy. Um, <laughs> so uh, is is there a point when maybe you're wanting just to kind of vent and 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 you know emotional and one of, and the other person's like well you know logically you're not you're not in the right here or something where they're trying to just fix your situation when all you want to do is have them hear it because that's been something that we've talked about yeah, with some other that. couples I, I, I know what you mean yeah um I, I guess that that's part of like growing together is that I know like Jeff can maybe like blow a stack about something that you know is frustrating him at work and he'll tell me and he's like you know I'm not mad at you I'm like I know you think you are but, <laughs> but then it's out of my system and she like, knows I'm that way yeah, yeah. so we we so know how yeah. the other person vents and to what extent 
and when that's necessary. Yeah. And it is, and we even understand when we're doing it, it it's not logical maybe. <laughs> and we don't and it's funny, you know, we don't talk about work a lot. And that's another thing that, you know, civilians would say, oh, you must talk about the war. That's pretty boring. <laughs> but, even, you know, you would talk about the No, no, we really don't. And even though we do different things, mm -hmm. so it's not like we'd be talking about the same thing. Right. Uh, although long in our home at night, um, we talk about the workplace, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on at work. Everybody talks about that, whether you're a warrior or not. But we really don't talk about the, and again, we do very, very different things. But we rarely talk about the substance of what we do because we do it all day. Yeah. And we spend more time talking about, you know, food and wine and all that fun stuff than anything. However, sometimes there's some big political stories. Oh, gosh. You know, like the crazy things that are happening in the courtroom. And I'll bring home those stories sometimes. And I never have any crazy stories. So I'm, <laughs> I'm always excited to hear that. You know, there's some real life human like a dog drama pooped in a courtroom or something somewhere in this profession because I don't I don't see it, which is fine. What what courtroom was that in? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was actually in Judge Kern's courtroom. That was like one of the best things. It's like you know trash gift. So, but we've had we've had some crazy stuff happen where it's you just think, holy cow, is that is this real life? Okay. Well, and and that's I think something that I see in both of you is this ability to, you know crack a smile about something that you know it, you could take you could take yourself too seriously and what you do is is the end all be all and, and super you know angry all the time but what you tend to do is a crack smile you, you make a joke you see the lighter side of it jeff i think you appreciate the the you know the work is if you keep that at work you don't bring that home and you sort of um take the long-term view of yeah it's gonna you know, thing, crazy stuff's going to happen, but we're not going to make it, make our lives horrible, right? Like, somebody else is going to have to change out that carpet. And That's right. Put it in your pocket for the next cocktail party. You're like, <laughs> you're never going to believe what happened at work today. <laughs> um, so we're in, we're recording in your house, and there, it, this is all attorneys around here. Like, this is crazy how many attorneys. There are, there are a few. Yeah. Um, so I guess... I'll just go just knock on doors and just yeah, get, get just get next yeah, year's uh, interviews here. Um, you wouldn't have to go too far to find two lawyers in one house. I, I yeah, a couple blocks over, we'll um, hopefully hit up um, Mallory and John next year after their their twins are. Um, oh, they're, a little they're bit right there up the hill. Right? Yeah. yeah, and um, the and yeah, the Clark's across the street, and then um, Judge Kime and Matt Cusey no, are they no, nearby? No, they're not nearby. They're oh. it, they're by Loveland. Okay, yeah, um, it just. That I don't think I'm ever going to run out of couples to interview. If I do three a year for Valentine's Day, I think I think we have this going for the rest of my life. So, um, so do you think there are more lawyer lawyer marriages among younger people getting out of law? That makes you sound so old, but you know, people oh. in their twenties. Do you, you know, think? Well, I mean, two generations ago, there were very few women in law school, so you right. didn't have what I what you had. You didn't have a lot of young lawyer marriages, but now, I mean, I students in law school are women I would imagine yes when people are mm -hmm. meeting people they're single you might have more mm -hmm. lawyer lawyer marriages among younger people I don't know in I mean it's it's one of those things in in Hannah's um, class there have been a lot of marriages and the people you know they went to law school they kind of got rid of their relationship um, pre-law school and there's just a bunch of single people and, and a lot of them <laughs> ended up together so ready to start real life yeah, or yeah. Is that 
phase in their life. And, you know, uh, somebody who kind of thinks the same way, yeah. maybe in some respects. You wonder what the percentages are, right? The divorce rate is around 50%. I wonder how it differs yeah. amongst lawyers. That data set um, would be pretty interesting to know. Do you know anybody who gets divorced out of town? I, I do not. Now. No, I do not know any divorce lawyers <laughs> in town. Did but not spend last night hanging out with a bunch <laughs> of them. Nope. <laughs> but one of the things about being a lawyer is it's it's hard. You know, if you have a spouse who's a lawyer, your spouse, for instance, in our case, we do very, very different things. Mm. I don't know what the exceptions are, hearsay rule are. She doesn't know anything about 12 CFR 1026. But, you know, but we I get. I think I got it on my screen on my <laughs> alphabet soup. But we can <laughs> empathize with, you know, we, we understand what it's about. And if you're not a lawyer, and I have a lot of, I've had lawyers in my family, so I always sort of had some idea. But it's hard to explain to somebody what it's like to be a lawyer. It really is, and we're at the age where we have friends who have kids who are, you know, college age and thinking about maybe going to law school. So we get asked this, you know, will you talk to our kid? And you realize it's really hard to explain. <laughs> I mean, they can watch TV, and you know, you can see you can, you know, what a judge does in the courtroom. You sort of see the outline, but you know that you have some idea. For me to explain <laughs> what I do, it's nearly impossible. And so, if you have somebody at home who you know understands. Yeah. what you're doing and some of the pressures lawyers face like you always have to be right you, you know <laughs> the consequences of being wrong are right catastrophic right financially sometimes in my case and so that brings pressures which is hard i think people who aren't lawyers think well you just sort of sit in an office and you know opine about things you just pontificate <laughs> you know people ask you your opinion and you just give it you know the sort of drudgery the tedium well, uh, people don't people don't see that that little kid walked your window in Hastings and was like, hey, mister, what do you do there in the law firm? And you told him that you just shuffle papers. So we, just sh we just shuffle papers around. <laughs> we sort the paper clips. We shuffle like, papers. Right. But, it, but it is really hard to understand. Yeah. So I imagine if you're a lawyer, you have a high-pressure job, you have a spouse who, I mean, there are all sorts of high-pressure jobs. You know, being a parent is a high-pressure job, but mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to understand what being a lawyer is really like if you aren't one. Mm -hmm. So it probably brings a level of empathy and but I like I like the idea that uh, we we may have a better shot at long term uh, relationship success because of how unique and, and special we are, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Or insufferable to other people. <laughs> We're stuck with each other. Maybe that's it. <laughs> we yeah we know how to kind of sift through all the horrible facts, and so when they're just you know talking about something that you don't, you just turn down the brain. Yep, that's not relevant, but I'm not going to say a thing. Okay, turn it back up. Now it's relevant. <laughs> um, what, uh, man, we've been through most of my questions here, actually. Um, but we talked before we started here about um, Valentine's Day plans, and you guys generally don't prescribe to the whole going out on Valentine's Day and being in that rat race, right? That's right. Yeah, we usually think of something to cook at home or do something that's, a little different and just get some really good yeah, wine and yeah, enjoy it. keep it low key and uh we we went to the aba american bar association bar leadership institute last year in chicago um jeff you you got into some some fine wine uh selecting didn't you you kind of run around town finding the good stuff so you guys are quite aficionados when it comes to to the wine so we have a kid in chicago now who's 21 perfect 23. 
So, yeah, she's at least at least tw- that's a rounding down. Comment. Oh, I bet she's at least twenty. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we could have her by wine for us, which is awesome. We like to drive up there. You know, it's easier to fly, right? Yeah. As you know, but if you drive, you can load up your car with booze. So, yeah, we that's that's one of the things that we. Um, it's it's a it's a common interest we have with the volunteer reviewers. And, and uh, on a on a given night, if you, if you're looking to enjoy um, a bottle of wine. What what kind of wine are you guys into? What what's what's good right now? See, now well, this is the thing. I know exactly how he's going to answer this question, but I'll let you go. Well, actually, I, I know what you're. I know how you think I'm going to answer. <laughs> oh, this is great. You're going to say it's the Beaujolais, Beaujolais, No, right? I'm thinking you're going to say. Well, it depends on what we're having, Dave. Well, so I, I oh, well that's a given. Menu. That's oh. a given. <laughs> right. If you right. Red, uh, right. daily red wine, Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Absolutely. The name of my first dog. <laughs> When you are a bougie family in Nina, North Dakota, what do you name your dog? Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Oh, you're not joking. You're no, no. Dog. I wish I was. I've had some Beaujolais. folks coming into court with name sketches of dogs. Really? Well, we, and we tried. I mean, we we've tried the the the, the weekday drinking. You know, we did. Just, we just did dry January. Yeah. I'm Mostly happy dry. to say I've had it farther than my wife did. Ooh. But we're not competitive either. So yeah, we sort of we we've sort of gotten away from just cracking a bottle every night. Hopefully or until now. Most <laughs> nights, or, or to like maybe you know having a nicer bottle on the weekend. Yeah. We're sort of we've evolved um, over the years. <laughs> and and um, I, I mean those are those are all my questions here. But I'll go back. You guys want to say something about the other person you can't stand? I mean now really. Is it the time? Oh. Is it really the time? Oh, I don't know. You know. I don't know that this is. You're going to have people <laughs> defending you, whatever you say, I mean, other than the dishwasher thing. I'm just looking for more dirt here. I can't think of anything. Oh, gosh. How's that? How's that? Early Valentine's Day presents I here. I can't think of spouse. anything. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. I don't want to push my luck here. I'd like you to pick up your sock without me. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Your car's kind of a mess. Like, you know, shit in the console. And... <laughs> anyway, so that's, but I mean, yeah, that's, um. There we go. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank and um, yeah, we'll we'll continue these a couple interviews every single year until we run out of run people out of to talk to or n- people stop listening to podcasts. So right. thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Valentine's.